When God said to the serpent that the seed of the woman, which means the child of a woman, would one day crush his head. This was the first announcement that God had a plan to undo the damage and the effects of the no of Adam and Eve. God was going to do something. As you know, we follow the seed of Adam and Eve all the way through scriptures, and we know that it culminates in the immaculate conception of the Virgin Mary, who will bring forth from her womb Jesus, the Savior of the world. Mary knows that the special grace and favor granted to her was purely a gift. She had no choice in the matter. It's not something that she chose, but like so many graces that God gives to us, it is purely a gift. And Mary, when she knows that she is so favored by God in this way, all she desires to do is to open herself completely to the saving love of God and as a mother to allow the Savior of the world to be born, to be conceived and come into the world through her. And we know from Scripture what God desires to do for us through His Son. In Jesus, you and I can receive a truth that can completely set us free from all the bondage that we may now experience. We know that in Jesus is the total and perfect forgiveness of every single sin. We know that in Jesus is the power to heal our deepest wounds and able to make us whole. We know that in Jesus, you and I can receive a love that is able to cast out every single fear. In Jesus is the promise of happiness, of a joy that is capable of making you and I as radiant as the angels in heaven. In Jesus, we can receive a peace that can dispel every anxiety and worry and be unshaken. A peace that the world will never understand. In Jesus, we do not have to be afraid of death because in Jesus, by his death and resurrection, we will know the resurrection of our own bodies and the gift of eternal life. This is what every sin and form of rebelliousness says no to. This is why sin is so illogical. It doesn't make sense. Who would say no to this? And yet, 
We don't think about this when we're sinning, but this is what we're rejecting. How can we reject (laughs) all of this, which is our greatest good? That's why sin does not make sense. It is completely illogical. And yet here's where the mercy of God is revealed. So this feast is very revelatory so that you and I can receive all this grace, the fullness of grace from Jesus that was first given to Mary. In Mary we see humanity fully redeemed. We see all that God wants to do for us. This feast is revelatory to understand our fallen human condition and where God wants to take every single human being. We start with Adam and Eve. And what's revelatory there, look at their disposition after the fall. I heard God, I was afraid, and I hid. I heard, I was afraid, and I hid. There is a strong tendency in our fallen human nature to hide. To hide our sinfulness, to hide our brokenness. And we have all different kinds of ways of doing this. Ignoring it, rationalizing it, downplaying it, running from it and escaping from it. Today in our culture, we just normalize sin and call evil good. That's just another way of hiding it. But in Mary, we see something different. Mary heard, she trusted, and she completely opened herself to God. This is the grace of the Immaculate Conception that can be given to each one of us today. Is there something within us that is still hidden? Is there something in you and in me that is still in the dark, that is covered over by various fears, bound up by various lies, Mary would love to obtain the grace to take us from a place of fear and hiding to a place of trusting and complete openness to God. This is a feast that celebrates the invitation to let God be all that he desires for us to let Jesus be a Savior for us in all the ways that he wants to be a Savior, to do all that he wishes to do and all that he can do. And Mary just simply wants to, by her powerful prayers, by her example, to move us from, I heard, I was afraid, and I hid, To I heard, I trusted, and I opened myself to God. What does God want to do in you and I?
Let us receive this grace so that we will not be afraid, but that we will open and be saved. Amen? So we're going to start out tonight, as, as you know, I, I sometimes do this. We're going to pray a very beautiful, simple, but very powerful prayer together. We're going to pray it five times. And the prayer is just simply this. Jesus, my hope. Advent is a season of hope. And if there's one thing that you and I need stronger in our lives more than anything is hope. So I just recommend that we just put our hands over our heart. Often it helps just to close our eyes and just be aware of the presence of God that fills this place the presence of God that wraps you and I at this very moment, the Spirit of God that fills you, that fills me. And together, very slowly, from the depths of our heart, Jesus, my hope, Jesus, my hope, Jesus, my hope, Jesus, my hope. Jesus, my hope. St. Paul put that hope into words in the second reading. I am confident of this, that the one who has begun a good work in you that he will bring it to completion until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. St. John the Baptist came to prepare the way for the Lord so that why? As it says at the very end of the gospel, so that the whole world can see the salvation of God. And you and I are so blessed because we are experiencing that salvation in very concrete, tangible ways in our hearts, in our lives. St. Paul encouraged those first Christians, don't lose heart. He would say to them, I know that the Christian life is hard. I know that each day is like a spiritual battle. I know that you are continually tempted and beset by trials and difficulties. Don't lose hope. You are running a race, he would say. Run so as to win. Don't lose heart. And this is why we need the season of Advent to often encourage us and awaken a greater hope so that you and I will persevere in the way of the gospel, 
in the way of Jesus. And St. Paul specifically says again, as he said last Sunday, I pray that your love may increase more and more. Remember how he put it last Sunday? May God make you increase and abound in love. Basically, he's saying the same thing. And so, where you and I need to experience on a daily basis the saving love and mercy of God is in that openness of heart, that road that goes through our heart. Scripture uses that image of a, of a highway, a highway that can be, can be straight and smooth, where all the mountains are laid low, the valleys are filled in, the crooked ways made straight, and the rough patches smooth. That path, that road, is the one that goes right through our heart. That road that God wants to, to use to continually come into our life and to show his love for us. That path that I want to be smooth that goes right to God, but that same road that I need to be clear in order to love other people. For you to love me, for me to love you, for us to love the people that God puts into our life. So it's always the question, what is that road like in your heart and mine? Are there rough patches? <laughs> Are there some crooked spots? Is there some mountains of pride that need to come down? Are there valleys of self-pity and discouragement that need to be filled in? Is there some road construction that needs to happen for that pathway to stay clear? This is where we need hope and encouragement. Because God does not want us ever to stop growing in love. We never get to a place and say, okay, I guess that's enough. We can always grow deeper and further in the path of love. So as you know, throughout many uh, parishes in the world during the season of Advent, we like to offer more generously opportunities to go to confession. Some of you may have already been just recently. Maybe some of you are still waiting for that opportunity. Maybe some of us need a little nudge, a little encouragement to really step out and to make that good confession that we may have been putting off for a very long time. I'm going to recommend something as a way to end my, my reflection tonight. On the table as we go out tonight, by the statue of St. Peter, and don't worry, he won't be watching you as you walk by. But on that table, there are examinations of conscience. I like to say more 
examinations of our heart, of that path that goes to our heart, I would recommend that even if you've made a confession, that if you don't have something like this at home or something in your purse or in your pocket that's kind of handy, I would like to recommend that as we leave Mass tonight, that we would each take one of these. And I would not recommend one per family, but I would recommend one per person, and maybe the children, parents, you can help them with their confession, right? I pinched my brother. I lied twice. Whatever those little sins might be that they're struggling with. Um, But I would recommend that all adults take one because this becomes something very personal that you can carry with you and you can spill coffee on this. You can wrinkle it up. You can underline and highlight because our journey of love and the struggles that each of us have is very unique. That this would be your examination and that maybe during the rest of Advent, even if you've been to confession, that you and the Holy Spirit, maybe with the Blessed Mother, prayerfully present with you there, that you would go through this on a regular basis and allow Jesus to point out one particular area that is a real deep desire for you to want to experience the saving love of Jesus. Don't try to change everything at once. The shotgun approach never works It only leads to discouragement. And then we just give up trying. But I'd recommend that even though you might confess many things in your next confession, but that in terms of your spiritual life on a daily basis, just pick one or two areas that stand out to you. Jesus, help me to experience your saving love in this area and in that, whatever that might be. For example, let me just read you one. Have I been patient in accepting the sorrows and disappointments of life as my sharing in the cross of Jesus? I might read this and I'm going, boy, am I a complainer. All I do is murmur and complain about everything that doesn't go my way. I throw away crosses right and left. And so maybe that will be the one that Jesus and I will focus on. That when I experience something hard, rather than complain and yell and get angry, I am going to ask Jesus to catch me and to help me to recognize an opportunity to carry the cross of Jesus. And if I focus on that all of Advent, oh my gosh, That will be a beautiful advent to make a little progress in one particular area. And then the Christmas hymns I will sing with greater joy. So, please take one if you don't have something like this already. And our communal penance service is next Thursday, right here at 6.30. There'll be many priests here to hear confessions. If you can't come to this one, look on the websites or the bulletins of other parishes. 
And if another one works, praise God. But let's all try not only to make a good confession, but as I said, let's invite Jesus to manifest his saving love for us in one area of our life. Amen? Amen.